right, welcome to New Endings Radio. My name is Darren. I'll be your host today. We have our co-host here, Stacy. Hello. We, uh, for those of you who don't know, I guess, New Innings Radio is all about just talking to real people with real issues, just like everybody else out there. I had right. all kinds of issues. You right. know, I dealt with alcohol for 30 years. Yeah. I've told you many times, I'm just a guy. Just a guy. And we just decided to get a radio show on that uh, tried to show everyone out there that you're not the only one. Right. And uh, these issues, these hurts, habits, and hangups that we talk about, they uh, just do a number on your psyche, you know? I mean, you're how you feel about yourself and you put yourself down right. that, that one week I can't remember who it was, but she said she just looked in her in the mirror and just told herself hateful things about right. herself. And right. that's what it does to you. And it's just, but everybody goes through the same thing. So, you know, it's just, we want to get it out there and show you that you're not the only one and there's, yeah. there is a way out. And yep. You're not the only one and right. uh, there's hope for recovery. And I'm, I'm certainly no Dr. Phil or who is it? Do you like to listen to Dr. Laura, 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 Dr. Laura. I'm no right. Dr. Laura. <laughs> All right, but uh, we just want you to relate to some of these folks out here. If you have people that uh, you know that are dealing with uh, hurts, habits, or hangups, any kind, it could be drugs, alcohol, it could be depression, it could be uh, anxiety, anxiety. We had codependency. A couple, had a few ladies talking about abortions and that type of thing, and right. how that affects their their minds. You know, that's terrible. You know what that does to them. So if you have anybody that uh, would have just been in this situation, just have them listen to the show and just hear about how some of the other folks uh, dealt with it and. How Celebrate Recovery helped us. Right. Now, again, we always say, you know, Celebrate Recovery is just something that helped us, but just, it doesn't matter what you do, just do something. Right. Just get out of denial right. and do something. And do something. Yep. Get into recovery, get out of denial and into recovery. AA, NA, right. whatever. Celebrate Recovery just happens to be uh, a Christ-based program. Right. That's what related to me since I grew up in the church and just lost my way. So, you know, that's what did good for us, and I'm sure it'll help a lot of other people. But today we're talking to... Tony from Indiana about his drug issues. Right. So let's just go ahead and get uh, Tony on the air here. All right. Hey, thanks for having me on there. All right, Tony. Hey, I'll tell you what we, uh, with these uh, new ending radio shows, what we usually do is we like a little bit of history, you know, so we can uh, let the folks know out there kind of, you know, how you got into your particular situation. You know, a lot of them relate to how you're feeling or what you're going through. So it's good to kind of know some background. So why don't we just start off by uh, going back and why don't you tell us a little bit your childhood. How did you grow up? Did you grow up in Indiana? I did. I grew up right here in Indiana. Okay. Uh, I, never, I never knew my parents. They both were killed in a car accident before I was two years old. Wow. The, the same uh, accident? Or? Uh, separate accidents. Separate, separate accidents. Separate car accidents. Yeah, just three months apart. Too. Wow. Oh, my goodness. But, uh, All right, and so. my, dad's, my dad's parents, they raised me. Uh, and then I would go on long weekends, vacations, and things like that, and stay with my mom's parents, uh, which would be Grandma and Grandpa Matlock. Grandma and Grandpa Smith raised me. Uh, Grandma and Grandpa Smith was very strict, very straight-laced uh, type of uh, uh, household. Uh, okay. They really toe the line there. And Grandma and Grandpa Matlock's house, uh, every time I went there, it was like a perpetual party. They were really? they played music, they danced, they drank, and so complete it was just opposite. an ongoing party. Oh, yeah, two, two, oh, two complete that? opposites. And how, how and, were you uh, at this point then that you can remember, I guess? Well, I mean, I, as far as I know, I went there all my life. But, okay. Uh, the, my most uh, earliest memory would be I can remember having my first drink there. Oh, and okay. I was five, five or six years old. Five wow. or six. And, uh, That's yeah. awful young. So is that yeah. something they encouraged, or did you just sneak it? No, no, they 
they encouraged. They, they, I yeah. guess we all thought it was. They thought it was cool. And I thought it was cool. And How about that, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Just uh, you know, I, I heard people talk about normal, and right, that was their, that was normal for mm-hmm. them. You know, right. And but uh, yeah, and then I started uh, as I grew up. Uh, I, I grew up just hunting, fishing, just a normal kid. And uh, then uh, about 16, at 16, actually, I started drinking and drugging on a regular basis. Right. Uh, just my first year of high school. And, what kind of, what and kind of drugs were you doing then? That's pretty early. Oh, uh, just, uh, you know, drinking beer and uh, smoking pot. Right. Okay. So it started out kind of speeders, slow. Speeders, you know, drinking speeders, things like right. that. Okay. Uh, and that would continue on for 20 years. and get worse as i went uh well you're still in high school what uh did you did you finish high school there or? uh high school uh no i did not finish high school i was kicked out of high school uh there and uh for for marijuana and oh, okay. i would leave that high school and go stay with my mom's parents and okay begin high school begin high school back there so you're living with the strict did. parents and uh, ended up getting kicked out and uh, so you went with the party, I guess. Part, party part, people. Party, party parents, yeah. I guess. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So you started yeah, living with them. Grandpa okay. said, my, my way or the highway. And I said, well, I'll see you. Oh. So, right. And okay. then went with the, the party grandparents. Okay. All right. So yeah. you're, you're there now. And I, I guess you went, went back to high school then when you moved in with them, right? I did. I went back to high school and uh, continued to drinking and drugging. Mm-hmm. And, uh, ended up quitting high school uh, okay. before I graduated. Okay. Uh, oh, it was right know, before you graduated, huh? Okay. Yeah. So, what'd you do? Go to man. work then, or what were you doing? I, I did go to work, but also uh, quickly uh, at the age of eighteen, I inherited a pretty chunk, pretty good chunk of money, and uh, oh. I, I, I went, ran off to Florida to come become the man. You know, uh, yeah. I have okay. lots of friends and lots of parties. I ended up getting. Messed up in cocaine really bad, and mm. uh, it didn't take me just about a year and a half to run through all my inheritance, and and I was broke, broke kid with a habit, and that needed to come back home to my grandparents' house, so they let right. me come back. And so, uh, were you in Florida? Were you? Was it just party time, or were you trying to deal drugs, yeah. or what was going on there? You were just because you had a lot of money. Uh, that's why I wondered. Yeah, it was a uh, pretty much a perpetual party. I did try and deal drugs, but uh, I'm I was my own best uh, yeah, customer, so it's tough, <laughs> yeah. it's tough to be good. a dealer when you when you're <laughs> yeah. using the product all the time, right? right? Yeah. All, right all right, I got you. All right, so you ran through the money. Now, uh, did you have a place to live when you're in Florida, or did you just kind of move around? Or I, I actually had an apartment down there, and okay. right on the beach, and hmm. uh, you know, I thought I was living the life. Okay, so you weren't working; you were just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I had lots of friends. Right. I bet you did. Friends. Yeah. I bet you did. Yeah, they seem to disappear when the money runs out. You know. Right. All right. So, uh, so we ran out of money, and uh, we called up the grandparents and said, "Look, I need to come home back to Indiana," and they said, "Okay, come on, come on back." Right. Yeah, yeah, they All let right. me come back, and uh, I ended up getting a job, and and okay. uh, you know, we, I, I worked. What were you I doing? I did work for regular. Uh, I worked uh, in the automotive industry, uh, just okay. mechanic and mechanic. Okay, you know, just things like that. But and, you, and, uh, I, 
You're still using I drugs. I did become then, a or? welder. Oh yeah, I'm still using drugs. Uh, okay. Uh, not cocaine so much. Just back to the, the cheap drugs, you know, well, marijuana and right. alcohol. Well, if you're welding stuff, uh, you, were you doing drugs while you were welding? That sounds a little dangerous. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. I, wow. I would do them, you know, lunchtime on the way to work, on mm. the way home. How about that. Uh, okay. And I was a full-time user. I wasn't no part-time guy. Right. Uh, so this went on for quite a while, I guess, huh? Yeah, 20 years. Uh, 20 years. I would, I would consider myself a pretty functional uh, user. I, I would not would not have considered myself an addict at that point in my yeah. life. Yeah, we usually uh, don't. We, right. you know, we can but, quit any time we want. That's what we always tell ourselves, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but over, or, over the course of that 20 years, I would uh, accumulate uh, 12 felony arrests and... Uh, I would do seven sentences, serve eight periods of probation, and I would have uh, four court-ordered drug treatment attempts, all of which were unsuccessful. Well, we'll be right Uh, back in a minute then, and we got to hear about uh, what happened to you there, Tony, so uh, we'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Darren, host of New Endings Radio. We want you to be a part of our effort to get as many people as possible out of denial and into some sort of counseling or support group. I've been there myself through years of alcohol abuse, and our co-host Stacy, she's dealt with her own codependency and food issues since she was a small child. We know how difficult it is to make that first step. We could use the help of people like you that would like to help people change their lives. You can go to our Facebook page, New Endings Radio, and find everything you need to help us out with whatever you can get. For just $25 a month, you can become a patron of our podcast site. Or if you don't use Facebook, you can go directly to our website, newendings.online and help us out there. Any small amount helps us get people to a new path for a new ending. Give us your help to help others today. That's Facebook at New Endings Radio or our website newendings.online. Okay, welcome back to uh, New Endings Radio. We're talking to uh, Tony from Indiana. He's told us a little bit about uh, how he's starting to get in a little trouble with drugs and whatnot. He's taking a trip to Florida, ran out of money, back home to Indiana, and and sounds to me like he had a lot of trouble with the law in those next 20 years. Rack up the charges, it sounds like. So how'd that all start there, uh, Tony? Well, uh, you might say I was a bad bad criminal, but uh, I I, I picked up... uh, Several drinking and driving charges. I just couldn't stay out from behind the wheel mm. when I drank. And uh, marijuana charges, possession, dealing. Uh, I got arrested for cultivating marijuana. Mm. Uh, just a slow, slow learner. Right, I guess uh, so. So you're you're still I, working during all this? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I would hold down a job, and if I'd lose one, I'd go get another one. Wow. Okay. But. Uh, I used to say stuff, Darren, like, uh, you know, the cops, they just got it out for me, you know. Oh, yeah. Always in, always in the wrong place at the wrong time. It wasn't, it wasn't me. Oh, right, right. It's just, never our just fault. my luck. It's always just someone. Just my luck, you that, know. That's right. My, my grandma's favorite was you're always hanging out with the wrong people. Yeah. It's their fault, you know. Yeah, Maybe right. you're yeah. the wrong person, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's always someone long, else's fault. That's for sure. That we, we as addicts, we always say that. that. But I would, I would eventually uh, get back into cocaine. Uh, 
and uh, I did I did end up picking up a, a, a pretty good cocaine charge, and uh, okay. I ended up getting a two-year sentence, 42 out of that one, and that's uh, that was kind of started the turning point in my life. Okay, uh, I would. Uh, so two years. While is, I was locked, two years was the longest you were in at one time. That's the longest I ever sit. Yeah. So, so you had a lot of short-term ones, like six months. And, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Right. And I never did try and get out of them. I'd just go in and plead guilty, and mm. uh, you know, I'd play, I'd play the, you know, I got a problem card, or uh, you know, I won't do it again, Your Honor. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, they they would send me to drug treatment, and I would go in and tell them, you know, everything. I thought they wanted to hear. That's and, it. That, I've been through they, those. I've been through those rehabs too, and I just always just played the game. You know, I just wasn't committed to quitting, and I just tell them everything. You know what they want to hear. Yeah. You know, to, yeah. and then they say, "Okay, well, you, you know, said the right thing, so you must be cured. So we'll see you later, and then Sound, you yeah. just go right back into it." Again. Sounds to me like uh, an addict that's manipulating the system, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I would say I was a good manipulator. Yeah. <laughs> right. But. Uh, well, you, you, so, um, what was the last time you were in jail? Was that the two years or? Well, no, the two, the two years is where it all started to change. So okay. Was, How'd that while, I was, while, while I was there, uh, I would, I would go out to church services, you know, it ain't much to do in the block. So church is there, you might as well go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I was raised to believe in God, but I was raised to believe in a mean God that's just waiting to smite you, you know? And, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but anyhow, I would go to church service. They had some good music and, and it's fun. And, and one Sunday night, the, uh, I just, the Lord called me. I felt him tugging on my heart. And, uh, that was, uh, December the 18th in 2000. And so you, I went forward you accepted Christ that night? I went forward and accepted Christ that wow. night, and awesome. I called my grand, called my grandma, you know, collect, of course, on the phone, yeah, and, yeah. and she's, you know, she first thing she says, "What's wrong?" You know, <laughs> Nothing's wrong. Everything's great, and you know, I shared with her I accepted Christ, and you know, her and I both thought things are going to be different from this day forward for Tony, you know, but right, but right. it was just the beginning of it. I- I've I've told myself that many times journey. as oh we're on the right track now and then the track everything goes off the rails you know so yeah. so what yeah. so what it happened came, it it came time for me to get out mm-hmm. and uh, I needed a place to go I called home to my grandparents the straight laced ones that raised me mm-hmm. right and uh, you know I told them you know I need I'm getting ready to get out I need somewhere safe to come and and uh, grandma she's all for it. But she said, you know, you're going to have to ask your grandpa. And he, she put him on the phone and he told me, no, he said, no. You, you can't, you can't come home. We've, we've heard it too many times. It's going to be different. So you got, uh, and they, got some tough love. They I had guess. heard it. They had heard it a lot of times. Sure. It's going to be different. Yeah. Well, that's what we always just mm-hmm. say. It's going to, you know, whatever we, we think people want to hear. That's what we right. say all the time. We're yeah. in the middle of it because it's all about us. You know, I mean, yeah. when we're sitting in those positions, it's just all about us. Tell me, you know, when you're, you get out, your, your, your grandfather says you can't get back. What are you feeling about yourself at that point? How, how do you feel personally about yourself? Well, I'm, I'm feeling pretty low. I'm feeling really, really rejected. Uh, yeah. I'm feeling, feeling, you know, like 
everybody finally gave up on me. You know, right. uh, I always kind of felt like I was a black sheep anyhow. And, mm. you know, nobody wanted, nobody wanted anything to do with me. But but uh, it wasn't long after I got out. You know, my grandpa told me, yes, just have to do the best you can do. And the best I could do was go back to where I'd been. Wow. And uh, Back with the know, same people? Same people, oh, same boy. places, same same wasn't long i was doing the same thing you yeah. know mm-hmm. uh, that's the definition of insanity in recovery right, right? right. That's it. doing the same thing over and over expecting a different result that's exactly uh, right. i didn't get out i didn't walk out of out of jails or prison saying i'm gonna go use that wasn't my intention but sure it wasn't long before i was sometimes it feels and like it, your only it, option because it's the only thing you really know you don't yeah. know what else to do you know you're so used to doing that and and you, know, you just you just don't know you know what am I supposed to do? So the easiest thing to do is to go back where you're comfortable. Right. Problem is where you're yeah. comfortable is a problem area. The wrong place to be. Yeah, right. All right. Yeah. So yeah. I started started back doing the same things, and it wasn't long uh, before you know I was arrested again. And mm. uh, you know the night I was arrested, I knew that I was going to jail. I had a pretty good amount of drugs on me. And uh, so I ate them drugs to keep from getting caught with it. You and, ate them? Uh, they you just yeah. threw them in your mouth and well, swallowed them? Well, you know, oh, I boy. tried to swallow them, but I couldn't, so I oh. chewed them up. And, oh, wow, good no. grief. And, right. uh, so anyhow. That, that couldn't have turned out I do good. Remember, I do remember a few things from that. Uh, I remember a, dope, a drug dog sniffing me in the face. Uh, I remember... Uh, Paramedics standing over me with uh, paddles, you know, it mm. shocked me. Uh, I remember uh, right, some of the ride in the ambulance, the in and out. And I remember waking up in the uh, lockdown ward of the hospital. Mm. But the thing I remember the most is uh, these little demons dragging me away. Oh, and boy. I believe with all my heart they were dragging me off to hell. Oh boy! And uh, I believe I'm. I went right to, right up to the gates of hell. God in His loving kindness, for whatever reason, you know, didn't allow me to die. Right. And you know, he he used them paramedics and the police officers. I mean, they went way out of their way. I'm sure they did to All save right. me. Well, Tony, you know, we're gonna walk- we're gonna come back in here in a minute. We're gonna get back to you know a little more positive part of your story, but. Uh, well, we'll see what happens in the next chapter after this. We'll be right back. New Endings Radio is a nonprofit organization, and we need your help to stay on the air. We depend on listener support to keep things running, and we need you to do what you can. Go to our website, newendings.online, and click on a donate button. You can give as little as $10 because every little bit helps us continue helping people that might be at the end of the rope. You can go to the GoFundMe website and find us at New Endings Radio and give what you can there. The whole purpose of New Endings Radio is to get people to understand they are not alone and that we all have hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Even the rock-solid, go-to-church-every-Sunday kind of Christian has issues they need to address, even if they won't admit it. Help us help people help themselves and give what you can at our website, newendings.online, or go to the GoFundMe page and see us at New Endings Radio and do something to help someone. Okay, we're back here on New Endings Radio. We're talking to Tony from uh, Indiana, and Tony's just told us about how he just about died. 
Wow, I, what a what a story of got that God's right. uh, ate all the drugs. Yeah, you know, wow. I mean, that's something. And then uh, you know, you think you're you're absolutely going to die. You 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 see the demons and the gates of hell and mm-hmm. all kinds of bad stuff. And then, but you didn't die. So what happened? You I guess you were still in jail, right? Yeah, yeah, I went straight from the hospital to jail and uh, uh, got put in what they called a church dorm. And oh, good for uh, you. I re- uh, during that time, you know, uh, I rededicated my life to the Lord uh, Great. and uh, began began to serve the Lord and seek the Lord with all my heart, and mm. and uh, also began to talk to uh, what you would call jail jailhouse lawyers. And right. you know, we we decided that if the Everything went just right. I'd get 14 to 15 years. And, and you know what? I was okay with that. Right. I, I told the Lord, I, I'm okay with that. And I deserve more than that. But uh, miraculously, I was released that very evening that I told him I was okay with that. Wow. And I got to go. I got to go home to my grandparents that had told me no before. Uh, God worked in their heart. God was working in my heart. And, so wait a second. And, uh, they just got, they just came in and said, "You can go." Yeah, they just. Well, how came about and, that? Was uh, it a mistake or did they? Well, the judge wanted to know what I was doing out. Oh, okay. I, I guess it wasn't court. a mistake, so, or, or it was a mistake. But, <laughs> However, you want to look at it, I guess. But, uh, All right. So he, you go back to. Let, he, it was God's plan, I guess. Yeah, I right. guess so. Right. Well, that's quite yeah. a plan, actually. Right. Somebody's looking after you. That's, that's awesome. for sure. All right. So you get back with but, the strict uh, grandparents, and you still have a drug charge hanging over your head, though, right? Yeah, I do, and okay. but I start going to NA and AA and going to church, and, and it comes time to go turn myself in, you know, for go 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 get sentenced. Right. And I guess I got sentenced to uh, instead of fourteen to fifteen years, I got six months in a DOC rehab, a new wow. pilot program they were trying. Oh. And uh, we well, had uh, was, you, went, you went to turn yourself in. You had to ride a bus or something, didn't you, to get over there? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I had to ride a bus uh, from Terre Haute to Indianapolis, and uh, I mean, you went out of your way to make sure you did the right thing, at least, and turn yourself. In. A lot of these stories end bad because nobody goes back and they get warrants out and everything else. So you were doing the right thing, at least. And so you're on the bus I, riding I'm, over there. On the bus riding over there, and I got, I got to talking to some people about this and that, and thinking about old times and before I got to Indianapolis, the little devil would convince me one more time. Oh no. And, uh, I went and I knew right where to go to get drugs. I went, mm. got some, took a hit and it was just, I mean, physically felt like God grabbed me and shook me and said, what are you doing? I set you free from this. Mm. And I took the drugs and threw them in the sewer drain and went and turned myself in. That was April 11th of 2002. I have not had a drink or a drug since then. Well, there you go. I always say everybody has their, their flip moment, and that was it for you. Yeah. You finally said, okay, that's it. I'm not doing this anymore. And it's always for, you know, different reasons, And but we all seem to end up at the same place, you know. so It's amazing. Yeah, so thankfully you gave that up. So you went back there, and they gave you a few months or something, right? Yeah, they gave me six months in the DOC rehab, and during that time, you know, I was just every day learning stuff about recovery and Mm -hmm. learning about me and relapse triggers and things like that, and I came out of there a lot healthier than I went in. Well, Uh, you you were supposed to be in 15 years, so six months is quite a miracle, I'd say, on that one, so. Right. All right, so you you went through uh, another rehab or whatever the prison had set up for you? 
Yeah, that was the DOC rehab. And, okay, uh, DOC. Okay. I, I, I did my six did my six months there. Uh, graduated to rehab and uh, got out. Got got involved in AA and NA and going okay. to church and living living with my strict grandparents and oh, they, got a job. They let you back and everything's better. I guess now. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good that he trusted you. I got a job, doing good, you know, doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And then, you know, I started running into some old friends that I went to high school with at the NA meetings and the AA meetings and here and there. And I ran into one guy who's my best friend. We grew up together. And, uh, you know, I started making some little compromises. And, Uh-oh. Uh, I, I remember recognizing them compromises. And I said the most earnest prayer I ever said in my life. I told the Lord, I said, I don't want to have to be locked up to serve you, God. Because mm. I always did good locked up. You know, I did good with rules. So, so anyhow, that, that night I went to a Christian coffee house. I would meet my wife that night. I would also meet a man that challenged me if I was saved because I was telling him about my struggles. And I said, yeah, I'm saved, absolutely. And then he asked me, is, is he Lord? Have you made him Lord of your life? And I couldn't say I had. And uh, that was yeah. the night that, that yeah, I guess you would say another flip. Right. 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 Well, you know, there's a I lot of us. Say, to make him a Lord. lot of us take more than one to make it through. Yeah. You look at my life. But uh, so yeah. you started going to celebrate recovery then. I, what made you go? You're going to AA and doing pretty good. What, what made you go to celebrate recovery? Oh, yeah. I, I, I would tell people, you know, I wish there was a program where we could talk about Jesus openly in the meeting. You know, it's okay to say God at AA or NA, and I'm not knocking AA or NA. Right, I'm right. thankful for him, right. grateful for him. Uh, but uh, my friend called me one night and said, hey, I found this meeting called Celebrate Recovery. Let's go check it out. And mm-hmm. I went, man, I walked in, and, and they're, they're uh singing worship songs mm. and they're talking about Jesus and the Bible. And, and I was like, man, this is it. Uh-huh. And, uh, right. Nice. That's, that's uh, like my story. I went to hundreds and hundreds of AA meetings yeah. and, you know, they, I just wasn't committed to it, you know, so it wasn't AA's fault. You know, I just wasn't committed, but I just couldn't connect for some reason. Then when I went to my first celebrate recovery meeting, it was like, I found where I should be. You know, so yeah, and, and that's 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 just where God decided. You know, He wanted me to be, and right. where He's He's chosen to work in my life to celebrate recovery. So, so Tony, and, how uh, how has your life changed because of Celebrate Recovery? Well, it kind of brought everything together for me. Uh, you know, it, I, it was like I had church over here on Sundays, and then I had recovery on Monday night and Friday night. It just brought it all together nice. and, it, you know, helped me, you know, you hear about all these great principles on Sunday morning mm-hmm. in the sermon, but you got to learn how to apply them to your life Monday through Saturday. And that's what Celebrate Recovery has done for me. It's, it's taught me yeah. how to apply these, these principles that, yeah. that's in the Bible well, to my life. Well, right. your, your wife started going too, didn't she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my wife started going to. First, she went because just to support me, you know, I'm right. the one with the problem. But uh, <laughs> she she figured out that it could help her, too. And we we serve and celebrate recovery together today. And, nice. And, uh, you know, every, Excellent. It's, it's, it's part of our household. Great. And God, well, God is, uh, he put an awesome woman in my life. And Excellent. she's taught me, taught me more about love than 
I ever knew. That's yeah. nice. All right. Well, Tony, Happy thank ending. you for being with us. I, I appreciate your time and your honesty, and uh, hopefully it'll help a lot more people. So thanks for being with us. Thank you, Tony. Thanks for having me. We like to end each week with the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next.